Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very accomplished professional, an expert in the field of nutrition from Ohio, USA, Stephanie Shaw. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about this conversation. Thank you. Uh, Stephanie is the president of Lee and Ollie LLC. She's a nutrition strategist, a speaker, and a podcast host. So Stephanie, before we talk about nutrition, tell me about your own journey and how you became passionate about helping high-performing midlife women. Yeah, so I spent 20 years in corporate America, telecommunications, public affairs, business development. Mm -hmm. And then I spent about 10 years running an education nonprofit. And toward the last two years of that nonprofit, I got really sick. Mm -hmm. So during that time, I went to 18 different doctors, two world-renowned medical facilities, spent $20,000 out of pocket. And here, no one discussed the idea that I was perimenopausal. Mm -hmm. I just thought I was going crazy, <laughs> you know, um, and I didn't have the typical symptoms. So I had phantom smells, um, twitching of my eyes, rapid heartbeat. So nothing that um, anyone would have normally pinpointed toward perimenopause or menopause. Hmm. So during that two year time frame, I'd always been interested in nutrition. I was sitting still for about 12 hours per day. Mm -hmm. So I started learning more and more and uncovering what was going on in my body. Right. And through that process, I decided that I needed to be able to bring this message to other women to support them. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And what are some of the common challenges that a lot of midlife women face when it comes to balancing work and personal life? And how do you support them? Yeah, so I think two of the biggest challenges that I see is um, self-care and self-advocacy. So I'll start with self-advocacy. A lot of women, especially when it comes to your own medical health, women will go to the doctors. If the doctor says, you know, you're fine, it's just you're, you're aging, and then they go home defeated in some cases and still having the same symptoms. Often we don't take our power back and walk into that office saying, nope, these are my symptoms. If you can't help me, I'm going to that next person. Mm -hmm. So advocating for yourself at the doctor, I think, is one of the challenges that women face, especially when they're dealing with medical issues. Mm -hmm. Another part becomes self-advocacy when it comes to work. A lot of times we um, know that we you know, work eight to five, five days a week. And you know that if you're in corporate America, that's yeah. a, a joke. <laughs> you're, you're working 50, 60, 70 hours per week. Uh, we don't advocate for ourselves in that realm as well. And um, taking back, again, some of that control and some of that power helps us face some of those challenges. Mm -hmm. the, the other thing is self-care. So mm -hmm. as women, often we think that self-care is selfish, um, that we need to take care of our, our job and our families, our spouse, our kids. And yes, we do need to do that. Mm -hmm. But in order for us to be the best that we're going to be, in order for us to get through midlife successfully, we have to implement some type of self-care practice. And those self-care practices, whether it's journaling, meditating, forest bathing, um, whatever fills your cup, Mm -hmm. Without those self-care practices, our hormones already in flux become even more in flux. Mm, fascinating. And, uh, you know, you've already spoken a little bit about it, but for my viewers and listeners, tell me how do hormonal changes impact health and well-being of women in midlife? 
Yeah. So some people think of it just that. So I have hormonal changes. I'm going to have night sweats, hot flashes. I may, you know, gain some weight and so forth, but I like to think, and, and that happens. So mm. those hormonal changes impact our physical body, but there's two other areas where we're often impacted. Our mindset is impacted, whether we're feeling defeated by the process, whether we're having, I'm now having anxiety and or trouble at home because we're just not the same person, which causes conflict in the home. But one thing that I think people don't often think about is that hormone impact also impacts your pocketbook. So if you are a businesswoman, um, there is a statistic um, done by the Mayo Clinic that said there's $1.8 billion lost in working time for menopausal women. And when you add healthcare costs, it goes to over $20 billion. So not only does our hormone uh, um, impact our bodies and our minds, it impacts our, our wallet as well. So it's super important that even though, you know, I know your audience is a lot younger, even though you may be thinking, oh, I don't, I'm not going to be menopausal for like 10, 20 more years, mm-hmm. getting your health in order now will help you as you begin to age and get to that menopausal stage where your body is starting to change and those hormones start fighting against you. Amazing. Thank you. And uh, Stephanie, what are some common misconceptions about nutrition and health that a lot of midlife women have? I know that I've spoken to many and a lot of them just assume that if I'm eating right, I don't need any nutrition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm, if I'm, I'm skinny, I'm fine. And, and that's, not, that's not the case. So um, there's a there's a couple misconceptions. I think one of the largest one is is this is the end. You know, I'm you know, in my mid fifties, early sixties, and there's nothing else for me. You know, this is the end of life. This is my last chapter. I look at it as the beginning. We have a new way of speaking to ourselves, a new way of discovering ourselves, a new way of speaking and addressing other people in our life. It's it for me. It becomes this new wisdom that comes with aging. And so it's it can be so powerful if you use it correctly. And we also have a misconception that we have to live with the weight and or the stress because of the hormonal flux. And that is not true at all. I'm a living witness that after two years of suffering, that when you start to balance your nutrition and not eating um, paleo or keto or vegan or vegetarian, mm-hmm. eating specifically for you and for your body, which is one of the things that I help women do. Mm-hmm. When you start to eat for your specific DNA, that's when you can start to see the weight come off and the stress leave your body. So misconception that you're going to be overweight, stressed out, and it's the end of your life. Nope, not at all. This is just well the said. beginning. Well said. Yeah. What a great response. Thank you. Yeah. And Stephanie, what are some practical tips for women um, looking to improve their energy levels uh, and, you know, something that can eliminate what could be referred to as brain fog. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a couple of things, as I said before, a couple of tips is eating for your body. So this is super important for me. I have to eat as a vegetarian. I eat pescatarian probably a couple months out of the year when the the seafood is really, really good. I get a good piece of salmon, Mm -hmm. but I know that when I'm eating meat or when I'm eating certain foods, I, I feel the impact of that. So uh, one tip is again, as I said before, eating for your body body. Moving is super important. We hear that all the time, but moving is uh, super important for our body, especially as we begin to age because there is bone loss. Uh, Women often suffer from osteoporosis and there's statistics that show that if you fall when you're older within one year, that person will 
pass away. It's like, mm-hmm. like I think it's almost 60% of the people. And it's because that fall impacts your mind. So moving is important. Self-care is important. Saying no is important as well. So often we uh, agree to be the head of this organization or chair this group, or um, we, we agree to whatever our boss asks us to do at work. I'm not saying say no always to your boss, but there has to be some construction, some structure behind those conversations in order to make sure that you're living a balanced life so that you can have less stress so that you can get through this hormonal journey in peace and healthy and whole. Very interesting. And is there a role stress plays um, in the health of uh, you know a lot of women? And yeah, how do so- you address it? Yeah, yeah. So I think stress plays a huge role in all different aspects of this. So if you're stressed out, you're not sleeping at night. If you're not sleeping at night, you're anxious during the day. If you're anxious during the day, you're usually eating and then you're gaining weight. So it becomes this trickle down effect and it impacts our body. What happened for me is I didn't realize I was stressed out. I didn't 60 hours a week. I'd been doing for 20 plus years. I didn't think anything about it. That's just the rhythm that I had in my body. Things that were going on with me personally, you just suck it up and move forward. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that we start to uncover what is stress what causes us stress because it's different from everyone. So one of the the strategies that I have is helping women get to the root cause of that stress. And when you, and a lot of times you don't, I didn't know what my root cause was. Mm. Now that I know I'm able to combat it. So once you get to that root cause of the stress that's going on, that's when you can start living a healthier life and all of the other stuff, the sleep, the lack of wanting to exercise, the eating and munching and so forth, that starts to go away once the stress is eliminated. And just another question on stress, Stephanie, there are different types of stress. One is the 60-hour week stress. One is, you know, stress at home. There could be stress with children. There could be stress in relationships. Do all of these impact you differently? All of them impact everyone differently. Just like we're, I was talking about your eating, how ev- no one should follow a quote unquote diet or, or a prescriptive way of eating. Mm-hmm. Stress is different for everyone. So for me, the stress of the holidays and getting everything ready and setting the table and cooking a big meal, mm. to me, that's good stress. I actually enjoy it. I get like this emotional high from it where mm. I know other women that it actually depletes them. Like they will be completely out of it for a week or two afterwards. Mm. Stress with children, again, that's different from everyone. So it, that's why I think it's, uh, again, as I said, it's, it's super important to get to the root cause and understand who you are and who you're, what your how your body operates. We mm-hmm. all feed on things differently. I am an introvert, which a lot of people would never know. I'm an introvert in an extrovert's body. So for me, um, a part of this, the stress level gets decreased when I'm alone. So mm. if I'm reading a good book or if I'm just sitting in silent or I we have a pond by our house, if I go sit out by the pond, that helps me eliminate my stress. And but it's, you know, again, as I said, it, it depends on what activity is causing that stress. And that is different from every single person. So yeah, there's there's tons of different layers of stress. Fascinating. At different times. Yeah, Fascinating. yeah. You also mentioned a few minutes back about the importance of eating right. Mm-hmm. My question is, are there any specific dietary strategies that you recommend for women going through menopause? Yes. So again, eating for your body is is 
the key thing, but there are some things that we need to know, to understand. So we need to make sure that um, we're eating protein, carbohydrates, and fats. So a lot of women, as they age, they think, oh, I'll eliminate the carbs and the fats, and that'll help me stay thin. We need those different things in our body. We need the fats for the omega-3. That's That helps with our brain health. And if you're having brain fog, if you're not sleeping well at night, you need to make sure that you're getting that omega-3. You need to make sure that you're getting your protein. As we mentioned before, there is um, bone loss as we start to age. So that bone loss, that that protein helps us um, uh, keep that muscle mass within our body. Mm -hmm. And the carbohydrates help us with energy. So if you're depleting your body of carbs so you can, quote unquote, stay thin or lose weight or because that's the latest fad, you are depleting your body of of nutrients that it actually needs. So Mm -hmm. that those carbohydrates, again, help with your brain health. It helps with your energy as well. So while I'm not prescriptive on it, if we give like a general idea of what we should be eating, we should be eating about 40% of carbohydrates, 40% protein, and approximately 30% of uh, fat each day at each meal rather in order to keep our bodies healthy. And we also need to eat the rainbow. A lot of people like spinach, but don't like red bell peppers or what have you. Mm. The more colors that you're eating, the more herbs that you're putting on your plate, the more healthy, um, uh, um, Uh, seasonings and so forth, like turmeric or cardamom and and so forth that you're adding to your diet, that also helps your body become more complete um, as you're you're eating. Mm, Well said. And therefore, now the next question is that, you know, if you're even if you're eating right, what role does exercise play in hormonal balance and overall health? Yeah. So again, we we talked about the up to 10% bone loss um, when you are going through midlife. And this is, so again, we're talking about midlife and we're talking about menopause. This is for everyone and it's for men and women as well. All we all need to to remain healthy, um, but exercise plays a, a huge role. We need to move our bodies. So you mm. may not be like I don't I don't love exercise. I'll just be truthful with you. Mm. Uh, but but getting out and walking for 10, 20, 30 minutes per day, and if you are just starting, maybe it is five minutes. Maybe it's just down to two neighbors' houses. Mm. If you keep, it's more about consistency than anything. If you keep that rhythm going, then you'll start to add more because what people don't often don't think about is I'm too tired to exercise. Well, exercise gives you energy. So yeah. once you start the process, you'll have more energy. Mm. Another thing that um, is super important to women as we age is to lift weights. Now, I'm not telling you to become a bodybuilder and mm. you don't have to lift lift, you know, bench 50 pounds or a hundred pounds or what have you, but you need to start to break down the muscle so that muscle can stay strong. So Mm -hmm. lifting weights is super important to women um, and to, again, to everyone as Mm -hmm. we begin to age so that we can stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Well said. My next question is uh, the importance of mind shift Mm -hmm. when it comes to long-term health changes. I'd love to get your perspective. Yeah, so this was so this was the the key to me changing and getting through that two year struggle. Mm-hmm. I had to switch off the idea that you know I'm aging and that um, my hormones are changing. That I'll never be healthy again. I'll never lose the weight. I'll never, 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 never over and over. Mm-hmm. I had to again get to that root cause of what was going on and work on that mindset perspective. Mm-hmm. 
I talk, uh, when I work with women, we talk about affirmations and I know people hear affirmations over and over and um, uh, it's kind of like the new buzzword, but you're, there is scientific proof that what you're speaking to yourself is what you begin to believe and what will uh, actually, I don't even want to use manifest, but I'll use manifest because that's the word that I'm thinking of this morning. Okay. Well, it will actually manifest. So um, when you're saying I will never lose weight or I am not going to, or I feel bad or what whatever negative it is mm. i always i work with clients to change that verbiage so we do little things like you know putting a sticky on your bathroom window mirror mm. or something in your car having some positive words to speak over yourself day after day after day you begin to believe it your mind begins to process that and that is one of the key ways to start the changes that help you get through the battle of, you know, putting down the sugar or cooking every night instead of running through that drive through Fascinating. You know, you also spoke a little bit about uh, emotional eating, you know, when we tend to be, you know, mindset tends to say, I'm not going to lose weight uh, and therefore I'll, people tend to eat. I do it sometimes. How do you address emotional eating and its impact on health? Yeah. So emotional eating is a huge thing. So I, again, getting to the root and uncovering why you eat for emotions. So mine was boredom. I'm, my kids were out of the house. Um, and I'm like, wait a minute. My, my husband worked in the afternoon some days and I was bored. So I was eating more and more. So get undercovering that root cause as to why you're eating becomes huge. I've had a um, someone tell me that when they were small, their mom would have a boyfriend over and that boyfriend would um in order to get them to stay in their room their mom mm. would feed them whatever snack they wanted whatever sugar mm. over and over mm. and not until we'd gone through the not until she'd gone through that process of understanding oh wait my tie my addiction to sugar is something that happened in my childhood now mm. i can take the steps to overcome it that's when they were able to break that emotional bond that mm. that type of food had on them. So again, working really hard to understand what's going on in your past, what's going on in your mind to help you realize why you're eating emotionally, why you're you're feeding yourself things that you know are ultimately hurting yourself. Mm. It's one of the things that I do when I work with clients, because you have to start there, because I can tell you to eat the rainbow and exercise all day long. Mm. But if there's, if there's a, an emotional block there and you're not understanding what that is, that will get in the way of you moving forward or could get in the way of you moving forward. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. So I have three more questions for you. My next question, Stephanie, is how important is sleep in hormonal balance and overall well-being? Yeah, so this is a huge one because um, as, as women, one of the, we, you hear weight gain, you hear hot flashes and you hear sleep and anxiety. So those are like the four things that we, we start to suffer with. Mm. And there's different phases of sleep and we're not often getting our best sleep when our hormones are changing. And that could be because of increased cortisol levels, which is our stress hormone. It could be because we're eating processed sugar or uh, or sugar and or processed food during the night. So getting your sleep is super important um, when you are, are period. Mm -hmm. so it's super important for you. But mm -hmm. what I often, what people don't often recognize is our body is going through different rhythms at night. So if you're waking up at two, three o'clock in the morning, which is normally the time that people are waking up, that time is when your liver is also processing and processing all the toxins out of your body, mm -hmm. release those toxins in order for you to get to 
get get everything cleaned out so that you can have a fresh start in the next day. So not only are you not sleeping, there may be something going on internally that you need to take care of. Eating properly, uh, making sure you're getting healthy nutrition, nourishing your, your liver, and it could be with food, it could be with things like reishi mushrooms, mm. uh, all, all of those things can um, help you get better sleep at night. And again, sleep is like that stress. It's that trickle down. If you don't get enough sleep, you're more, more anxious, more, um, you know, eating foods that aren't healthy for you and so forth. So it, it's mm. imperative that we understand what is going on in our body and figure out ways that we can get some healthy sleep at night. Well said. And how how important your message is about, you know, sleep being critical for for whatever we are doing, of course. And yeah. Stephanie, my last question to you, and this is for the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation. What would you say are three lessons to women who are just starting their journey towards better health? Yeah. And this so of course applies to men as well. Yeah, yes. Everyone listening, uh, I would say um, get to the root cause of the stress. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a huge lesson. Once you get to the root cause of the stress that's going on in your life, that can change everything for you. Find a strong support system. So a lot of times as we age, we begin to feel more isolated, um, yeah. whether our, you know, all of our friends were friends of our kids or, or what have you. Yeah. Find a strong support system. And if you're struggling and can't get through it, another lesson that I learned is having a coach or a mentor mm. support you during this time is huge. They can often speak over you things that you may think are going on, mm. but they will they will challenge you a lot more and keep you on track as you're moving forward. So mm. root cause of stress, getting a support system and or finding a coach or mentor to, to support nice. you through that journey. Wonderful. And on that note, Stephanie, and your three wonderful lessons, get to the root cause of the stress, find a strong support system and get yourself for a coach or a mentor. Thank you so much for talking to me about your own journey, about what got you into focusing on nutrition. Fascinating story you have, you know, how after so many years in the corporate world, you actually decided to give back. Thank you for talking to me about so many different aspects of nutrition, you know, about the hormonal changes, about misconceptions, about brain fog, about diets, and of course, about mind shifts, mindset shifts and sleep. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.